I think that we're always sort of putting together like a a whiteboard of people's behavior and like everybody, everything they do just goes on the board, you know? And it's like, your behavior is just noted. And sometimes I put enough things on that board and I'm like, you, you can't be in my life. I've, I've put together a profile. I've like taken notes and like, you can't be here anymore. But like other people, they change and they evolve and you move on. You're listening to the almost 30 podcast hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Almost 30 started as a conversation about the transition from our 20s to our 30s. But then we realized life is full of transitions. So we expanded our mission. We are an intuition-led, wellness-focused lifestyle podcast that promises to deliver authentic conversations, diverse points of view, and insights rooted in optimism, growth, and intention. The Almost 30 Nation community is a group of purposeful dreamers who are smart, passionate, and always seeking the full potential in every aspect of their lives. At Almost 30, we're making magic together. We dream it, and then we do it. Thanks so much for tuning into the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. We're in Australia. Odananda. Odananda. And um, it's been fun. And I can't believe we're here. I know. Every day I'm like... How did we get here? But also <laughs> feels just like California. So feels like I'm in California. <laughs> Australia is dope. But if you live in California, not so you dope. pretty much live in Australia. It's the same. <laughs> it's a mirror. It's a mirror. It's a mirror on the other Coffee side of the shops, world. Acai bowl places. Except the Uber drivers here do not want to be here. Yo, they do not want to be here. We've had some stories this week. Lovely, lovely, lovely. people. But... Just being so honest and vulnerable yeah. with us as people are. Yeah. We're like coaching them. <laughs> you know, just kind of bringing them We're along. trying to their- make them quit. <laughs> like we make everyone else freaking quit. It was actually, heart- yeah, it was a little bit of, a little heartbreaking. Yeah. It was like, I don't want really someone to be, I don't want someone to be unhappy and lonely mm-hmm. in a place where I feel like they can't leave. I know. You uh, know? Do we say the situation? Yeah. So there was someone that w- our Uber driver was from Iran, uh, Afghanistan, Afghanistan, mm-hmm. and he was sent over to Australia when he was sixteen. Yes, illegally on a boat. He was on the boat for twenty days, and he was in a detainment, for like a detention center, detention center mm-hmm. because he was illegal, illegally sent here for two years, and then he got out, and now he's ever since and trying to um, find his way. And he's an Uber driver and he is really interested in chemistry. And this whole time he's been here working, sending his family money. So basically his family needs money all the time. So he continues to send them money. So it's almost like he was sent here to work for them. Yeah, they'll call him every six months and be like, hey, your brother's getting married, so we need $5,000. Hey, your mom needs this procedure, so we need $10,000. And they kind of, from our perspective, like the way he was describing it, like they, like they see his life here and they're like, you're rich and yeah. you're lucky. So like send us money. Yeah. And he's, he just kept saying like, I feel like I'm in a prison. Oh. 
I know. Like wake up every day, work for 16 and hours, we were go like, to bed and do the same thing. We were like thing. using all of our LA. We're like, you've got to create boundaries. Yeah. I was, I was like, manifest something different. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that He's you like, like want to be living your truth in chemistry, but oh. <laughs> no, but it was really actually, it was incredibly heartbreaking. And those stuff, that stuff's so it, expanding to just understand that like this, that kind of stuff happens. I know. And there's so much of, you know, that those things that challenge people in that way. So yeah, that was crazy. We've had crazy Uber drivers this trip. <laughs> Apparently we were staying on the street in, oh. in Melbourne that call girls hang out at. And we didn't Part know. Of the course. <laughs> Our one Uber driver said that it was like the devil's street. <laughs> we were like, okay. He also said he wanted to leave his wife and kids behind. And oh yeah. Back. He wanted to go back to Pakistan. Yeah. yeah so because he has a lot of land there. So we were like, what? <laughs> we were so confused, but... He's like, don't fall in love. I yeah. was like, got it. Got it. Perfect. Perfect. Check. Sounds good. <laughs> so it's basically a street for call girls. The lady at the hotel that helped us host our event thought we were trash. I've never been judged so hard in my life. Oh my God. So we I actually have- forgot what it felt like to be noticing of someone judging me so hard. We had a quick walkthrough of the mm-hmm. space and Krista and I you know, we're just regular gals. We don't like to dress up unless it's an she event. She goes, you guys all over the place from your trip? You, you did you not sleep? Li- yeah, did you not sleep? You guys feeling a little little out of sorts? And I was like, no, we've actually had a full 24 hours. We're just kind of chilling. She's like, oh, I can understand. You You know, you get all over the place when you travel for that far. Literally, my hair was on the other side of my head. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Looked like a pancake, but whatever. Hey, man, this is not a formal meeting. Hey, man. We're walking through a space. You're working for us. <laughs> We're walking through a space. We're walking through a space. You're working for us. So, but- guys, let me know. Do you think we should say Melbourne <laughs> and Byron Bay and Cairns? Or should we say Melbourne, Byron Bay and Cairns? <laughs> Justin thinks it's lame that I only have an accent on specific words and nothing else. Every time. Is it like if you're in Paris and you're like, Paris to the Eiffel Tower? Like, yeah, exactly. But you're like, you're like, all right, let's grab an Uber to the Eiffel Tower. Where's the croissant? Yeah. Um, I think every time we've said it, people have complimented us. Yeah. Like, wow, you're saying it correct. Totally. Lee. You know? Yeah. They're like, you're fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking cool ass dirt bags. Uh, yeah, I'm just being a little flirty girl in my underwear right now. I know <laughs> we're literally in our Airbnb, which we booked five seconds ago. Yeah, just being scrub and dub dubs. I'm just being like a little cutie in my underwear. Totally cute. <laughs> As a fucking thirty something year old, our feet like stink. Isn't cute anymore. <laughs> we don't. We're never unbathed. Yeah, we're just like. <laughs> We're here, but we're excited to, to have so you guys. Pumped. If you're new. I know. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Almost 30. We started when we were just going through a lot of stuff, transitioning from our 20s to our 30s. And we realized it was so much more than that. Everyone's going through something, transitioning through something. So we wanted to create a conversation and community that would hopefully support you through that. And I think we're doing it. Yeah. I think we're doing it. I always think we're doing it after live shows. You know, yes. it's so good to meet the women of our community. It was so beautiful last night to be in um, to be in Melbourne and in Australia and just bring together, you know, 80 or so women that didn't know each other. Some did, some didn't. Some women yeah. came alone. And I am so fucking down with the flow of our events. I'm, 
I literally could not be more excited about them. Mm -hmm. It's the perfect balance of like grounding, community, connection, conversation, laughing, depth. Like everyone feels like they're a part of it. Everyone feels like they're connected after everyone is having fun, but everyone is learning. It's like, it's taken maybe a year and a half to get there. Everything's been good so far, but now I feel like so proud of our flow and I feel like it's very unique. So we're not telling you, you have to buy tickets. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I was wondering, I was thinking to myself, like kind of in the past when we've done events like years ago, when we first started, I don't know if we were modeling after anyone. I don't think so. But I think I tend to, when I go to events, it's, there's an imbalance of like, either it's too informal and maybe loosey goosey and not enough like groundedness and depth, or it's too too much depth and like I'm overwhelmed. So like there really is an art to the balance totally. of it all. And I think, yeah, I, I really, I'm proud of that too. And the I girls. I just think people want to talk it. too. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think people want to hear from people, but also people want to feel like they're an active participant yeah, and not just sit there and listen to someone. So I love that we have people conversating with one another and then us. And it's like, that just brings the energy to another level and just makes everything so much easier. And it breaks like this, yeah. the fourth wall. So like, it's not just Krista and I like up there, like now it's time for our show. Yeah. It's just like, this is a conversation and we want we want to have that feel at the, you know, the, the bigger live shows too, where people just feel heard and seen and like it's a conversation throughout because yeah, it's fun to quote unquote perform, but that's not really the point of it. And mm. I don't know. I just, I, I love the feeling of it because it takes the pressure off of us a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, dude, that's 100. You know? That's the main thing. Even though sometimes we perform. Oh, for sure. I like think in, our, you know, our like little sets. Like in Los Angeles. Yeah. Our, oh, are we about to plug a show? Yeah. <laughs> dude, you guys, we're so pumped. Oh my our God. Our last live show of the year is happening uh, December 7th in Los Angeles at the Dynasty Typewriter. It's a Saturday show, baby. Saturday at 7.30. Like, it's going to be a blast. Blast. I, yeah. The There's a special surprise. We have Shan Booty as our special guest. And this conversation is just going to be mm, juicy juice. Juicy juice. Sex, relationships, pleasure, dating, all the things. And what I love about Shan is that like she she spends no time like bullshitting. There is just like this direct direct ride straight to the truth and some like honest conversation, which around these particular topics we have to have. We can't just be like, all right, so who's Mm -hmm. single in the room? She's like getting to the like, what's your favorite pleasure point? And like, let's talk about it and why and how we get there. And you're like, "Mm, when I saw, we were talking last night with Rosie from our, who was our guest here in Melbourne about one of our favorite speakers that we've seen in Shan is mine. You know, she mm-hmm. just fuck it. She's magnetic, dude. Like yeah. I cannot take my eyes off of her. She's so beautiful, but she's just like a baller. Like her style is amazing. She's very honest and authentic. You like don't know what she's going to say next. Confidence she, is off the charts. She, yeah, confidence is off the charts. She moves, she uses her body. She's just like, a. she's the best. And I love our chemistry together. So mm-hmm. our live show is going to be off the hook. 
Go buy tickets at almost30podcast.com slash tour if we have some left. Bring your friends for a night out. It's going to be a fucking blast. Come yeah. alone. Our girls come alone a lot, which is amazing. Yeah, and I think the Almost 30 LA group is meeting oh, before yeah. for mm-hmm. like drinks or maybe even dinner. Yeah. So join that group if you're in and or around the area. The ambassador, um, Lauren Holly is our ambassador for LA. And I think she's organizing that. So yeah. And if you're new to the community or almost 30, you're more than welcome. We would love to invite you in at a live show. Yeah. Today on the podcast, we've got girls. Gotta eat. Gotta eat. The homies. The homies are new. We love meeting pod pod girls. Pod girls. <laughs> Dude, pod girls for life. Pod girls. Uh, Chloe, our darling, our darling child, Chloe, uh, introduced us to GGE. Uh, a few months ago mm-hmm. and just been huge fans. I just love the way that they've grown and built Girls Gotta Eat and just really setting a great example for all female podcasters out mm-hmm. there. Their live shows are insane. Their shows are hilarious. They just are a great match together. And even talking to them about the behind the scenes of their business was just so interesting. I yeah. feel I feel inspired by them and also aligned to a lot of what they're doing as far as it relates to like being business oriented, Mm -hmm. like being thoughtful about actually making money from this or making it sustainable just was like, I mean, they're, they're amazing. They're, you guys, they're so kind and cool. Yeah. And so funny. And they hustle. Like they just like, they hustle. Yeah. It was like, I loved their energy and So in this conversation, we talk about a lot. We talk a lot about dating. So they are based in New York. And so they have a, you know, plethora of funny dating stories and kind of what they're going through in real time. They don't hold back on sharing like what's happening with them, you know, which I like. I I like that there's no shame around what they're going through. And if there is, they kind of say it. They're like, yeah, I'm kind of feeling that (laughs) shame around this. So yeah, there are new friends. And uh, if you are... I would check out their tour schedule, girlsgottoeat.com. They're traveling all around and their shows are so much fun. So if you can make it to their shows. Yeah, there's a one in LA. I think Chloe's going to. And I think, yeah, I think, what is it? February 16th. And I think our team was going to get tickets too. Oh, yeah. So we're going to go as like a team. So LA ladies, come chill. We'll Girls got to eat on the 16th. Come to the LA live show first. We'll chill. We'll have so much fun. And then we will be at all of the Girls Gotta Eat shows the next year. Yeah. So thanks to Ashley and Raina. We love you. Thanks for joining us. And thank to thanks to all of you for just supporting us. We can't wait to see you at our remaining shows, LA Live December 7th and then Miami on December 12th. Ooh. In the new year, we're going to continue touring. So stay tuned for that. And follow us on Instagram at Almost 30 Podcast. We have an Instagram for Almost 30 Nation at Almost 30 Nation. And if you're looking to start a podcast, if it's really something that you are called to do, we've got you. We are relaunching your podcast pro uh, in January 2020. And we're so damn proud of it. Yo, so you guys, ready. it's insane. Get it ready. is fucking beautiful. <laughs> Tommy and our team has done such a great job. If you're looking to launch, grow, or monetize your podcast, your podcast pro is the resource. So January 5th, that shit will be out mm-hmm. and it's going to be fire. Can't wait. All right. Let's see you on the other side, y'all. Enjoy this one. Peace and love. Bye-bye. I am juggling quite a bit lately. I have a new baby, um, six months in, and uh, we are finishing our book and running a business and a marriage and a house. And um, it's just a lot, but everything is 
all good and just my dream, but it's a lot. But I have found that if my health routine is on point, then everything runs smoothly. And one huge piece of that routine is my supplementation. And Symbiotica has just always been a constant in my routine. Uh, If you haven't heard of Symbiotica, they're a health and wellness company that does everything with intention. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Like I know them. (laughs) Shervine has been on the podcast many times. I just have seen how passionate, how incredibly intelligent, how dedicated he is to creating products uh, that are clean, plant-based, without toxic or harmful chemicals, which we need more of that in the world. Um, So let me just run you through what I'm taking. Um, I take the vitamin D3 K2. It's the liposomal form. I just squirt 12 little pumps in my mouth every single morning. I also take their B12. Um, I'm also obsessed with the liposomal vitamin C. I have these little packets whether it's winter or whatever season, it's obviously great for immunity, but it also um, is amazing because it has biotin, one of nature's most beautifying ingredients. Uh, So I've seen an improvement in my skin, hair, and nail growth as well. I do have mom brain, um, but I'm doing my best to just support my brain health in any way. So for brain health, focus and memory, I really love taking their liposomal magnesium L3 and 8. Um, it's an innovative form of magnesium that is able to cross the blood brain barrier. It supports brain health, mood, immune system function, and overall well-being. It's incredible and tastes amazing. It's like this yummy vanilla cream flavor. That's the thing with uh, Symbiotica products. They taste unbelievable. So it really makes taking all of these supplements so easy, so yummy. And I actually look forward to it. So if you want to give Symbiotica a try, there is no better time right now is the time. Symbiotica.com, C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A. Use our code almost 30, 20% off site-wide. So major. And then when you bundle and subscribe, which I highly recommend because you never want to run out of anything, uh, you're going to get an extra discount. So just do it up. Symbiotica.com and use the code almost 30 for 20% off site-wide. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Oh, Therapy, y'all. I don't know. I just, I don't know what I did before therapy, to be completely honest with you. I think I was kind of a mess, but you know, found it when I was meant to, but I have been going to therapy for about six years now, which is so crazy. So crazy, but it has changed my life and I will continue to invest in therapy for as long as I can. I feel like it has totally, totally made my relationships better made my career better. I am a better mom. I am a better wife. I'm a better friend. I'm a better daughter and sister. Y'all, it's just the gift that keeps on giving. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do, this is it. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. If you get matched and you're like, eh, not quite a fit, they make it easy and it's free to change. But I've had a lot of friends try BetterHelp and love it. So I really, really encourage you to start therapy. It's been the best decision I've ever made for myself. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash almost 30 today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash almost 30. Well, we're so glad you're here. Huge fans. We heard about you probably 
six or seven months ago from Chloe on our team. She's like obsessed. Her and all of her friends are such big fans. They reference you guys all the time and we've been listeners ever since. And we are in this industry. So we see what you're doing and we really admire it because we know how much work it is. And we know how hard it is to differentiate yourself in the space and to like really be smart about the business that you're building rather than like just being talent like we were talking about before with your managers so i would love to hear about the story of how you guys started like how you met what what made you guys do a podcast thanks guys that's really nice yeah also we love what you guys are doing and i was telling you before we started recording that i sent your um website to our manager because we loved it so much we're actually Um, starting a spin-off podcast called almost 40 yeah perfect (laughs) we support we stand (laughs) i'm a lot younger than all of you so mine's gonna be almost 20 (laughs) sorry girls Um, almost 25 (laughs) that's crazy um we met actually two years ago tomorrow so i think some people think that we're like longtime friends and we're not which i love because i feel like a lot of stories we share between each other are like new fresh stories which i think is fun like a lot of times i'll be saying something and it's the first time she's heard it as well even though she's like my best friend now but we met two years ago on a like an influencer trip for people with big influencer (laughs) followings on instagram um in aruba at a a beachside toes in the sand dinner we were seated across from each other and uh we we just got to know each other on that trip we stayed up the whole first night we were together and just like talked about guys and relationships we crashed a wedding at the hotel that we were at wow and uh um, we've been friends ever since. The story of how the podcast started is actually Ashley's idea. So I can, I always say you tell the story. It's like better, you guys babe. met on The Bachelor, like when they're like, we met at the top of New Zealand with like a helicopter date. Like you guys met <laughs> in like really the best like situation. Yeah. And then we were like, wait, is this friendship going to last past, totally. like, romance, pr- past the fantasy suite? Um, <laughs> so, and then but, we fucked and we're still here. Yeah. And then we <laughs> fucked that night. Um, no, good, I'm kidding. So we, we got back um, from the, I think we got back on this trip and we were like, are we going to actually be friends in real life? And we, we hung out a few times and I, had wanted to start a podcast for now. This is October, like October, 2017. Um, if you're following along in the story. And I mean, I'd been wanting to start a podcast for six, seven months at this point. I'd done like a terror reading about it with a friend of mine. Like I had had this guy I wanted to do it with. And then he just, I just got a feeling he wasn't it. Like I was like, I'm going to, I want to start a like career with somebody. And I want to, I pictured like the tours and the whole life ahead of me. It wasn't like a hobby. So it was like, I want to find somebody to do this with that. I really want to spend a lot of time with that. I like, and a woman, like I just, feel like at this time and period, I want to work with another like powerful woman I respect. So Rain and I just were always texting about guys and dating and crazy stories. And I thought she was super funny and quick and had the same type of life as me in terms of having flexibility and doing the Instagram thing. And she had a following so she could like bring that to the table too. It's huge. Um, Thank yeah. God you had that following, honey. I, yeah. I, you can't just be hiring any mother. Yeah, I wasn't going to like, hire like no. Mando, um, totally. not, <laughs> sorry. Um, So... Yeah, I just I just asked her when I, I was like sitting on my couch when I was like I have to start this podcast. I can feel that it's the thing. It's my next move because I had a background in like I was doing stand up and I had done a bunch of radio and TV stuff back when I lived in Atlanta and I was doing all these things and I just felt like that was the next big thing. And uh, I just texted her, "Would you ever want to start a podcast?" And she said yes immediately. And I asked, "Are you cool with being open about your sex life and your dating life?" And she was like, "Have like have we met? Like yeah." Because <laughs> some people are like weird about not that she had a job or anything, but parents or family members or ex-boyfriends or whatever, like some people want to think that they are going to be open and they really aren't. And so I think that in all honesty, that was my like first fear, I guess, of working with somebody that I didn't know that well. Like, are they going to not be that open? Are they going to clam up and be like, oh, I don't want to say these things because it'll... 
I don't want like the image or I don't know what it is, but we were just like brutally honest about our lives and our past and our present from the start. So, yeah. Um, and I don't know about you, but like I, it definitely took me a second to like think through that. Like, how's this going to affect my parents? How's it going to affect my friends? Yeah. It was like a 30 second thought. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I really thought it through. <laughs> I mean, I told my parents it was happening. They don't, my mom doesn't listen. My dad doesn't listen to the show. My, ex-boyfriends, friends. I've certainly made the mistake where I've talked about people's lives on the show and I've and I've regretted that a lot. And early on, I had a situation like that and I'm glad it happened early and that's never happened again. But yeah, we are both so brutally honest. I think that's what people like about our show is that they're like, oh, they're not, like they're authentic. They're just talking about the mistakes they've made. You know, I think that's why people hopefully like us. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that's spot on. People feel like they're just like talking to their girlfriends and then they feel the permission to kind of share too. But like, have you ever had a moment besides the one like in the beginning, but even now, like in real time, like when you're dating and you're sharing on the show, I know like there's a disclaimer in your bio where it's like, if you're, if I'm dating you, you're probably going to be talked about on the show. Do you ever like, should you update that? Yeah, I should change that. <laughs> I'm just, I like, feel like Raina's like, wait, fuck. I we wrote, they, we wrote yeah. those really long yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. I could get more dick if I took that down. <laughs> we wrote that like day one. Mean? We didn't even know if anybody was going to Because I, I love the like boldness of that. And I feel like if that's really you, then like the guy who you're going to date is going to be like, yeah, I'm down, whatever. But, it's me with a grain know. of salt. So, you know, it's every relationship is different. And every person that I meet is going to be a little more private or a little less private. And I mean, at the end of the day, yes, it's I'm going to have to discuss it at some point if there's something going on. I think Ashley and I have a lot of discussions about, you know, when do you introduce somebody? When is it not important to introduce something? Um, her and I both dated people all summer and it was sort of like, you know, when do we introduce those people to the audience? Um, I've been on dates with other people. I've talked about this on our show, but I, this guy who I like really was so crazy about, I was out with him and he said, dating somebody like you is my, is like as public as you is my worst nightmare. Oh wow. And I went outside, I was crying. I was like standing on the street in the middle of the winter, like just like sobbing. And it was like so upsetting for me, but that's not my person. And Ashley always says like, sorry, that's just what's going to happen. Like we're going to talk about you. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think when I'm really open about a guy, like it's, I don't like care about him so, so much. (laughs) Like, you know, when we, we, we opened the podcast first few weeks, I was hooking up with this guy that was a lot younger and the sex was great. And I had a lot of content from that, but I knew I wasn't going to seriously date the guy. So I actually think if he did listen, he probably wouldn't have loved it. I was just being like very open about literally everything. And I, I, I feel like such a dick, but I, I, of course I never said his name, no defining characteristics. No one could ever figure out who this guy was. The only person that would know would be him Mm -hmm. if he listened, but I just didn't care. And recently I, we, we, I told like the full story of how I kind of ended things with this guy. It's cause I don't care. I don't, I'm not going to date him again. So on the duration of the podcast, I haven't really met somebody that I was like, I see a real future with as as depressing as that sounds. I mean, I'm not, I'm not upset about it, but so it might feel a little different, but I would never, I guess never say never Justin Bieber, but like, I (laughs) don't know that I could really be with somebody that was like, you cannot talk about me on the podcast. Cause a, that's my career, but B, like we're probably just not this right type of people because aside from the podcast and my stand up and all that kind of stuff, like my family is not really private. Like we kind of share things like my friends, like if you're this super duper private person, we just probably won't work on another level aside from like the career, the job stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we're not like crazy reckless people either. So like, I don't think there's anybody friends, exes of ours, family members that feel like we put anybody on blast. Like all of my exes listen to our show no and way. they all feel like they've been not only given a fair shake, but like nobody would ever know who they are. Right. So I, we're not out here being like heartless, crazy people. You know, we, we do our best to, you know, hold it a little tighter to the chest. 
podcast when need be. Yeah. 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 We, I had a situation with family, I, with family where I was talking about family. My mom never listened, decided to listen because all the girls in our Facebook group were talking about it. They were like saying stuff and then she listened. So I had like a pretty rough go at that, but Oh really? Yeah. It was like, Oh, my mom just got married. So I'll just, whatever. My mom just got married to a guy named Phil and he's like a, he reminds me of like dirty John. He's creepy. And so I was talking about, <laughs> I was talking about how creepy it was to like be at your mom with the situation. She ended up hearing whatever yeah. and was she upset yeah, yeah. it's hard to sort well, of we did that like, recently with you yeah with like my parents Raina, well Raina was just like we joke about her mom and Raina like we were talking about recognizing your family in heaven like it got kind of deep with like a guy we had on this week and Raina was like yeah I, mean, I was like Raina's gonna big league her mom in heaven she's just gonna like see her mom and go over to my family and like <laughs> I just don't think your mom would like to hear that yo <sighs> I mean there's, you have to say to Feel yourself that. what is my story and what am I yep. allowed to say and what you know what's gonna embarrass or hurt another person and I talked to my parents a couple weeks ago how they were married to other people before and I don't think they were really in love with each other when they got yeah. married they met at a time where they're like okay everybody else is getting married let's have kids and my aunt called me and was like I don't know if your parents would love that and I was like but that's my story to tell you know that's yeah. that is how we feel about them, and I yeah. would say it to their face. And they're mm-hmm. married to other people now. Yeah. They're not. My mom's been married to another person for twenty five years. Yeah, like it's fine. Yeah. yeah. It is kind of, I just don't want them to, I'm like, why does anyone close to me listen? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, I want no one to like yeah. know me to listen. <laughs> Cause then it's like, you're safe, you're protected. Like if your family listens, it's just a little riskier. When you guys are dating, do you feel like, do you tell people right away? Or like, what's your process for letting people know that you do the show and do they recognize it? Are they like, oh fuck? Like, what's that like? I don't open with it at all. Yeah. I took my last name off my hinge, you know, Genius. Like, I just don't. How do you- how do you do that? Just take it off. <laughs> just like I can show you. Just someone, it. Like I, I well, tried to do it. I just removed my last name. They, they. I mean, I'll have you do it before you yeah. leave. Because literally, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to. Well, do I'll it. do it together. It'll be cathartic. And like I took any. I didn't ever want to picture me on a stage with a mic. Like I, I'm not. I'm not going to ever lie, and I'm really not going to withhold information. I just don't want to open with it. I don't want people looking me up and listening to my, look, googling me or listening to the podcast before we go on a first date. That's fucking crazy. Like yeah. it pretty much would come up on a first date if the date's going well. If we're hanging out longer than one drink, like I I don't lie about what I do. I'm proud of it. So I can only beat around the bush so long. Like if I'm having conversations with guys on apps or even in the wild, I do, I am really more low key, but I just am not a liar. And there comes a point where I'm like, I feel like I'm lying by just beating around the bush. So sometimes I'll say I work in comedy. I don't even like saying I'm a stand-up comedian because then people get weird and then they totally. just are like, tell me a joke or like, it's just fucking <laughs> stupid. And they're like, have I heard of you? Can I YouTube your clips? It's like, oh my God, I'm never, bl- you're blocked. You yeah, know, like I just don't. That question, it's, have I heard of you is actually needs to be taken have off I the heard roster. Of you? That's interesting. I've never seen that or before. Or like, have I seen you? Have I seen you? Yeah. yeah. You know, I was thinking, cause I've just started like using apps again. Um, the thing that sort of like worries me a little bit, I've never really dealt with this, but it's like, you go on a date with a guy, like our, our major listenership is in New York city. That's, I mean, it's the biggest city in the United States anyways. It's going to be our largest listenership. So we go on a date with a guy, he goes back to his work. He tells a coworker, all of them listen. And then it's like, you're on a date with the girl's got to eat girl. And like, I don't know. I have two drinks. I say things that I'm not always super proud of. I don't know. So, 
that's like a newer thing for me where I'm just like, well, what if they know a bunch of people listen to the show and do yeah. I want people talking about me? I mean, I'm not like, I'm not Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Like nobody cares that much about me, but it's a threshold I'm going to have to think about at some point, yeah. you know? Well, that was what was interesting. I think it's like, even sometimes less about the guy, it's the people like his coworkers. Like there was a yeah. guy, the guy she was dating over the summer, like his coworkers were fans. And once they started to realize who he was and that like the girl, they're, I mean, not fans, you know, they're girls that listen. Yeah. So it's like, God, this sucks for him. Cause now they're like listening and they like know like how he is in bed. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is just a weird thing. <laughs> that big. I only said nice things actually about him in bed. I probably helped him get laid. Dude, hundred. We, we say the bad stuff of the live shows. We He's say a lot like, of yeah, shit. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> I said twice and we did an episode about breaking up with him. That was what's called You're Not The One. Oh yeah. There's a bunch of girls said that one was really good. It's my favorite episode we've ever done. I listened to it last night when Why? I went to sleep. Um, I just... The episodes where we're alone are always my favorite. And I just mm. think that like, I love sharing stuff about our lives and mistakes we've made and the thought process. And here's how we can help other people. And I think we, I mean, we got hundreds of messages from girls that were just like, thank you for giving me insight or validating how I feel. And um, it's hard for me to walk away from this and I feel empowered to do so. And that's like the greatest, it's so cheesy. It's like the greatest gift I could ever give another person is to just make them feel heard and validated. We inspire a shit ton of breakups. Raina's being a little coy about it. We like, in a good way, like if we're not out here telling people to break up with their happy, healthy relationship, their boyfriend, but like, a ton, you I, like a ton, like every day. It's like I, I listen to this, and I knew I had to break up with this guy, and I broke up with him. We're just there's like, nothing oh, better than inspiring a breakup. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Because you should there's inspiring to break love, up. but there's also inspiring breakup, which is huge. Like if you're in a great 100%. relationship, you are not inspired to break up with somebody because you heard a podcast. So <laughs> if you're asking if you should break up with them, you should. You should literally. Right, and, and so. I didn't. Are you? What's your relationship? So I'm single. You are single. I'm okay. single. Dating. We're changing her hinge profile. That's right. Yeah. Hinge. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Because so the, I, the a guy that I went on a date with the other week sent me something that because I like uh, I looked. I didn't. I'm new to LinkedIn. And I didn't know. It's not a dating app. It can be. I didn't know that if you look at their profile, they, they can see. Oh my God. You want to hear and he funny? was like, I see I, your stalking already. Oh like, yes, absolutely. Yes. Oh my I God. This summer, I looked at his LinkedIn. 20 minutes later, Ashley and I were at a restaurant. He texted me, you're stalking my LinkedIn. Yeah. You've got to get your friend to do it. I yeah. have a friend that just is a, that is a recruiter. So oh, if I nice. really want to go, if I really want, I'll just have her look. Cause she I'm like shameless. is a recruiter. I just I own it. Like, just do it. Yeah, absolutely. Bitch, I see what you're doing, yeah. how much you're making. Like that's normal. <laughs> absolutely. He, Next to glass absolutely. door. Absolutely. idea. Uh, honey, he was like, I see you're stalking me. I'm like, bitch, of course. Of course. Right. I, gotta, I gotta check these stories. I don't want to die on this stage. Yes. Right. Who are you? <laughs> that's my number one talent is stalking. <laughs> which is so funny because it's like thinking about like for you it's like you know if I don't want them listening to me on a date and I'd be the same and be like do not listen to me but if I was them and I knew they had a podcast I'd be like all like before the date I'd be like the day before just like listening to everything that they put out well it's funny that you said that because I was dating this guy this summer and I liked him and he has a podcast Mm -hmm. and he was like, you should listen to it. And I did not want to listen to it. Yeah, and I, I literally texted either. him and was like, it's well, really bad. But I just yeah. also just, I, I literally wrote back to him in a text. I was like, I like you, but what if I don't like your podcast? Like, I didn't want to get turned off by this bad podcast. That sounds so like snobby to say, but there's a lot of shitty podcast. I mean, these him and his co-host drink and they just ramble. Like, I just want to keep you on this pedestal of liking you and not hear your shitty podcast. (laughs) 
I mean, she also is like downplaying this. It, it's, I mean, they just get like blacked out drunk and ramble about nonsense. So it's not like right. interesting or funny. You're not learning anything good about them. Yeah. I listened to a couple episodes and I was like, why am I doing this? Right. Was he a gem otherwise? Yeah. He was great. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Probably not as bad as we are making out to be. No, it, I just, it is. Okay. I just don't. <laughs> but he is great. I think it's this kind of thing we um, girls ask us sometimes, and I'm sure you guys have thoughts on this. Uh, and we've experienced this ourselves. Like, I like the person and I hate their social media persona. I have girlfriends that I love and they are douchebags on social media. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel like sometimes I'm like, how are we friends? Yeah. Like, you post crazy inspirational quotes and you do all these things that I make fun of, but I love you totally. in real life. I, I feel couldn't like that do about it. me. You I like do juicy <laughs> shit on Instagram and I'm like, I'm cooler than this, but I keep doing it. It's like, Wait, really? I, keep like I keep like filtering it and like going to Ferris wheels and stuff. What's and the like, worst stuff you've written? No, pictures, basic pictures. I'm talking, it's more captions. I know. Right? It's just the captions. Mm, we all do the basic. The basic, pictures. it's just the, sometimes I look at my feet, I'm like, I don't feel like I'm like this, but I'm doing it and I'm in it. You know, yeah. my captions are fine. Did you read the New York Mag article recently and the New Yorker article about Tell like- Tell me more. Someone no. told me about it. Javi, um, I forget her last name, but she, she was profiled in New York Magazine about how like she looks at her Instagram profile basically and she's like, I don't know who this is. Like, I don't know who this yeah. is, who I've created. And then New York Mag, or New York, the New Yorker picked it up and wrote this whole thing about like the getting real, you know, protect, you know, to act like you're so authentic now is like a cool thing. Yeah. But it's like inauthentic because yeah. it's manufactured. Yo. And it's just, it's hard now, you know? know? But a lot of people, I think, look at their social media personas and they're like this isn't me i think everybody that i know i don't you know you live like, in la yeah really is like even like people that have huge beautiful whatever i'm like even that right beautiful captions or funny captions whatever it is they're like uh you know because it's i just feel like i change every day like i'm different in a mood i'm different in whatever and so to look at my instagram like a week before i'm like oh who was i yeah that? who was i <laughs> you were Which only is, a girlfriend i was only a girlfriend and i was free <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> i was only a girlfriend i was young no i'm <laughs> Friday? Yeah, on Friday. <laughs> no, on Friday, I'm like, wow, she was so young then. <laughs> like, RIP. Did you wake up with like a Tupperware, a Tupperware pattern yeah, in China? <laughs> you in China. It just appeared. She was so serving you a vacuum all of a sudden. <laughs> I'm like, you again. <laughs> uh, we like never have sex again. <laughs> but now you have monogram luggage. No, so. <laughs> Boner. Oh Boner my God. For that. It's a thing. But yeah, but. The thing about Instagram is like, I think before I didn't really let myself evolve on it. And now I do. Like now I'm like, oh, that's fine if I was posting pictures of like bottles at clubs three years ago. And now I'm like, do you know what I mean? Mortifying to look mortifying. Like, do you ever see like a Facebook status will pop up from like 2008 and you're like, I'm going to kill myself. Uh, Stuff that you, the cryptic stuff you were posting for the boy that you like. Yes. And before you would do it in third person to remember those days. Yes. I don't know if you guys give me an example. Like it would, but there was a point I'm really going to age myself. You're not aging is, is, and you, 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 like, yeah, it was like you written in third person. It would say like, Ashley is, and you, you would write like tired. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. You'd be like excited. I'd be like yeah. thinking about you. Yeah. Right. I would Sleep. do that shit and then just shut down my away for like 12 hours. So that like the dude that I liked was like, fuck, what is she talking about? Yeah. Like post song. Dude, that was like the old school. You know how nowadays with the teeny boppers, the teen Instagram celebrities, they make them put like thinking about you. And it's like really 
about no one, but they want every <laughs> single little girl on Instagram to think it's about them. Yeah. yeah you were like absolutely. doing that before it was cool. I just, yeah. <laughs> I was a piece of shit before it was cool. No, yeah. You're like making them wonder. Yeah, you're like, is that about me? Yeah. It was, it's, it's, it, we, it's a thirst trap. I mean, it just, at the end of the day, it's a thirst, thirst trap. trap. We talk about different kinds of thirst traps all the time. There's obviously the standard sexy thirst trap, but then there's that type of thirst trap. And then there's the sympathy thirst trap, which is a cryptic message of like going through a hard time mm. and like no explanation. I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> a terrible weekend, terrible reason to go out to LA, but you know, it turned out all right. <laughs> it is crazy that people yeah, do this. The sympathy thirst trap. I can't, cause they just, people yeah. just, you know, they want to be asked what happened. Oh my God. It's God. just, yeah. Yeah. Social media is an, and the evolution of it going from like away message, like AIM having our mm-hmm. screen names, like always talking to everyone yeah, to Facebook and now to Instagram. Do you guys like have trouble curating your stuff or are you just like, this is me. Fuck it. Well, today something interesting happened. So I changed my Instagram handle today. So I was a, I was a food blogger for like yeah. years and years. And so my only Instagram was one hungry Jew is yeah. what it was called. And I was doing that for ages, for years. And that's how I made my money. It was through like photography and all these brand deals and whatever, like a lot of people. Um, But about a year ago, I stopped doing any kind of food photography because I was just like, the podcast is full time. We're traveling. It's just, that's my full time thing. So I just stopped posting food photos, which I did a post about it. I was like, all right, guys, you know, I'm just not going to do this anymore, whatever. I didn't lose any followers. Today, I changed my Instagram handle to just Raina Greenberg. And I wrote yeah. like, you know, I'll miss one hungry Jew. I'll miss her. She was great. Someone I've, snatched it I've up. I've lost thousands of followers. <gasps> oh, no wait, way. what? Yep. What are you talking about? I lost 2,000 followers today already since this morning. You didn't even tell me this. You guys, sorry, we're having a moment. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yep. All these people just unfollowed me. It's like they just realized it's not a food account anymore. A year later. My wait, ex- that is, that is, that is very so bizarre because on January 1st of 2019, right. Raina did a full post of like, this basically is not food anymore and you didn't lose followers not and follower. your engagement went up. That's wild. My engagement, my ex-boyfriend texted me this morning was like, you're going to lose followers. And I was like, you're stupid. You don't know I anything. I would never think that. I would think you would You gain. just changed the name. Yeah, you, been, you haven't done food. You haven't posted a food photo. <laughs> <laughs> That, that is crazy. crazy. I know. So interesting. Sorry, They'll guys. be back, honey. Sometimes yeah. it's like a I don't shot. care. You know what I, I mean? It doesn't matter, though. Who cares? Yeah, I, don't care. not, I mean, whatever. I'm so proud I'm of just what surprised. we Yeah. I'm sorry we didn't talk about this ahead of time. I'm, just, I'm so proud of what we've built. Yeah. So if I lose 10,000 who gives a shit? I'm, I, I still have what we've built. I don't care. Yeah. You know? Okay. I need to introduce you to a revolutionary new app, um, Superhuman. I have been doing these superhuman activations every single morning for the last three weeks. Let me just tell you, I kind of fell off of my game after I had the baby. Most of my time and energy was going to him still is, but I have been able to carve out time in the morning before I get into the swing with him. And I've been doing these activations. I do a lot of the shorter ones because I don't have a ton of time, but let me just say, this is new. Like this is a new type of audio that, um, are super energizing and really specifically designed to transform you into your future self. So I know a lot of us want to manifest things. I know a lot of us are thinking about planning for the future. Um, but a lot of us feel stuck. And so I've just felt like this has unstuck me in just the most beautiful way. So I've been doing a lot of their pep talks. I've been doing some of their writing activations. Uh, this morning I did the three morning questions. It was a seven minute, really vibey writing activation that I love. So I had my journal out. Um, yesterday I did a pep talk, uh, about tackling procrastination. There's a part of me that procrastinates quite a bit. So I'm just, 
I love this. I love this. There's going to be an activation for you for this moment, for this day. Uh, it's incredibly supportive. So we actually interviewed Mimi Bouchard, the founder, not too long ago. Check out that interview. Uh, and we have a sample of one of the activations on our feed. So you can check that out as well. It's way easier to implement into your routine and far more effective than any other audio app out there. I've just noticed that I'm doing it much more consistently. So please don't miss out on this crazy deal. They rarely do discounts. On top of the 14-day free trial, get over 60% off your subscription for a limited time only at activation.com slash almost 30. Literally, there is no risk. If you change your mind and forget to cancel after the trial, you're covered by their money back guarantee. The offer is only available through their website, not on the app store. So that's activations.com slash almost 30 for 60% off. It expires soon. Yeah, I guess I want to talk about that because I, I think and it's the evolution thing that I kind of touched on with Instagram. Like you guys have both had different careers and lives. You've blogged as well. Mm -hmm. Like what is that? Have you guys always been excited to evolve or have you been resistant in the past? Oh, I think excited, but like it's necessary. So in my career past trajectory, whatever was uh, writing, freelance writing to blogging to Instagram to podcast. So I do like to speak on this because I just feel like I did it right. Like I just, that's the way, that's just me. That's just how my mind works. It's just like, this isn't going to last forever. It's kind of, I don't want to say it's pessimistic. I think it's just realistic. It's just like, I, there was a point where I was making a ton of money in blogging and I was doing really well. And like literally my ad network shut down one day. It was a billion dollar company two years prior. You know, it was just like a crazy thing. And luckily I'd already started this big Instagram account. I'd have bros being basic was my big account. That's almost at a million followers and where I've worked on that before we started the podcast. And I mean, all, I'd always been doing other stuff. I mean, I've been doing Santa for six years and, but like those are kind of the, the, the cornerstones of what I was doing. It was like blogging, Instagram podcast, which, uh, I just think people should always think like that. I think they should always think of like what's next. And because it just doesn't last forever. And you see people get wrapped up in like the Instagram influencing thing. And I'm just like, you got to know that like, you're not going to get brand deals from sugar bear hair vitamins forever. Right. Like you got to know you. And like, I think we've seen, we love Caitlin Bristow as an example of like someone that came right off the bachelor in that world and could have just turned into like a, just an Instagram person. And she told us her story. Actually, she had this great friend that uh, works. I forget who she works for me. Scooter Braun? Somebody. So she works with big time celebrities and was just like, you cannot do this. We're going to start you a podcast. We're going to get you brand, get a, get, build you a brand. And, uh, you know, she, she's been great. And, you know, we saw with, we, we don't love the fat Jew as a person, but we admire what he's done with the alcohol and we're trying to, we want to develop product lines of some sort sometime. Like I think there was a great article that he wrote a couple years back or it was about him or he wrote it of like, you've got to do something else, it, whatever it is. So I think it constantly be evolving. You can't be resistant to it. Like people want to complain about the algorithm and Instagram. It's like, I don't know, your mind hasn't changed for me. Maybe your content sucks. Like that's a real like brutal thing to say. But with bros being basic, I noticed that the pictures were not doing well because it used to be an account of just pictures and funny captions. And I was like, the pic, the the account is losing followers every day. The pictures are not doing well. I they, they just have to be memes. People want memes. That's all they want. They want a package joke. They're more shareable. So now it's the same thing, but they're memes. And 
the count like rose immediately. It was in the red every day. It was just people, it was losing followers. No one was liking it. And I just kind of pivoted because I knew what people wanted. So you can stick, you can stay and doing what you're doing and be pissed about algorithms and be resistant to change, but it's, you're not going to get anywhere with that. Well, I think that that's one of the reasons why, like, I'm so proud of what we do is like when we started the podcast a year and a half ago, there was about 500,000 active podcasts on iTunes. And now today there's 800,000. And so it's becoming this crazy saturated market. And so every single day, literally, we're like, how do we make this better? How do we improve this? Every day we walk, we've done almost 50 live shows. Our 50th will be in like a couple of weeks. We walk off stage and we're like, this worked. This didn't work. Let's change this. Let's add this. Like we're always, always trying to move it forward. And I think that like, yeah, stuff gets saturated and stale and you got to keep like moving it forward, you know? And so like when we get off stage and like one of us is like, I hated this. We're not doing this anymore. Like it, we don't take it personal. It's just yeah. got to go. Yeah, for sure. And what about your partnership? Like, has it been super easy and collaborative from the get-go or have there been little hiccups and how do you just like maintain the relationship? Because, you know, you are, you do have a friendship as well as a business partnership. Yeah. Now, I mean, you know? I'm sure you guys experience the same thing, but I mean, it's not, it's not easy working with the same person all day, every day, traveling so much and whatever. I think at the end of the day, like we really love and respect each other. And so like, we know that like, if we disagree, it is for the benefit of the podcast, like, and the business. And if she doesn't, if she does something I don't like or vice versa, we are pretty vocal with each other, even if it means we're going to have an argument or a fight about it. And I don't know. I mean, you can give your own experience with it, but like, I feel really proud about our, our business partnership. Cause I think we both work really hard and we complement each other really well. Like she's really good at stuff that I'm not good at and vice versa. And I think if we we're the exact same person. It wouldn't benefit anybody, mm-hmm. you know, but I think we luckily had the same goals for the for the brand and for the podcast. Cause if we didn't like, it just wouldn't work. Cause we disagree on like very minor stuff, like really dumb stuff, like whole big picture. We just don't disagree at all. And I mean, in all honesty, if we did, it just wouldn't work. Like if, if I felt like this thing that, you know, I wanted to start and you just had a totally different vision for it. I'd be like, we should probably just part ways. How are we going to do this? This isn't like a, you know, we always say that what if, like I would say, what if Raina's dream and goal was to like have a reality show on Bravo? I would be like, this is never going to work. <laughs> you know, like we just don't want the same things. Right. Or if like, I mean, we talk about it a lot. Like we did live, we started live shows exactly one year ago. Like what if I couldn't walk on a stage? <laughs> like what if I just refused to do it? Cause actually has tons of experience doing like performing on stage. I've never done it in my whole life. So, I mean, what if I just said no, like a lot of people would have, you know? Right. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. So I think we just have by the grace of God or whatever you believe in. Um, I just, we didn't know each other that well and it worked out. Like I, I just still don't, if someone came to me and they were like, you guys have it, you'd work so well together. And me and my partner just have totally different visions for this business. I wouldn't be able to offer any advice. You know, I could like only to a certain extent, but my end advice might be like, you might break up <laughs> <laughs> like any relationship. So yeah, that's what us do. Like people ask about that and it is, I feel like ours is a lot of luck. It's a lot of us working at it and being really open and having the same vision like you guys, but it also is really lucky of what she's got at and what I'm not. So how do you guys separate your responsibilities? Like, what do you guys do for that? Or do you guys there's do the been same? sort of like a natural division. Yeah. Ashley's like such a perfectionist and I'm not like, she catches a lot of the, Ashley edits the show. Like, I don't think that I'd be that good at it. Yeah. And I don't know. I just think that like, there's certain things we're both good at. We divide and conquer a lot. We both have just like a running giant to do list, like with all 
all the people that work with us and for us, like you'll hear from one of us at some point. And I think we're also really good at having conversations offline, just the two of us before we present a united front to somebody else. Mm. Um, And I like that a lot. Like we're not arguing in front of other people, Mm. which I really like. It's, it really, it's like, it's been, I've always, I've been the person my whole life that like does the most work in the group project. You know what I mean? Like I've done that's always me. I'm just going to not, not get an A. So it's if, if, if you, people are slacking, I have to pick up the slack. And so my, I think my, my biggest fear always going into business with anybody is they're just going to be a slacker and they're just going to know that I'm going to do it. So they're just going to not do the work. And so that has been like such a blessing. I mean, I kind of, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say, I mean, I start, I kind of started another kind of thing a couple years back with a guy friend of mine and soon realized that like, Oh, he's just not going to work. And he's great and we're still friends, but I, you know, you realize that soon enough. And so I am like super type A, I'm kind of more controlling than Raina. I'm a super perfectionist. And, you know, I think in some instances, Raina will just defer to me because she doesn't care as much because she's not as like a control freak, but she also just like works really hard. Like it, I, I don't know. I just, I, that's another thing. If someone were to ask me, like my business partner is a fucking lazy piece of shit. I'd be like, find a new business partner. I don't know what to tell you. So, I mean, it's, it's felt pretty organic. Like Raina will like go through and clear hundreds of DMS. And that's just like one of her job responsibilities. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but I think like, like, like who, I told her to do that. She never, just like, yeah. there, and there's other things I do again. I edit the show every week. I spend hours on it. You know, it's just, I do the more technical stuff. There's these things that we just have fallen into naturally and, it's, it's been great. I'm sure you guys have felt like similarly. Yeah. And there's been, I mean, of course, it's not that we don't argue and there's definitely times it's like, she feels overwhelmed and she's like, I need help. You're not doing as much. And I don't, if she tells me that, like, I'm not, I don't feel like this is a person who's lazy that's yelling at me. And there's definitely been times I, I had food poisoning before our biggest show last year. I actually had to pick up the slack on two of the biggest shows we've ever done. I couldn't do anything. Um, I was moving in February. I, my life was a nightmare. I just like had to get approval from the condo board and all this shit. And like, I was a disaster. We had all these shows. And, you know, there's definitely times where like one of us steps in uh, and we're not mad at the other person for it long term. And I think girls are so good intuitively at like kind of picking up on those things and being empathetic and sympathetic in those situations and knowing that the other needs support. And, you know, it's just, I think female partnerships are really interesting in that way. It's so true. Like the amount of times that Raina said to me, or we've said to each other, like you have this thing going on. I'll just, I'll do the stuff. Like I moved recently too. uh, And it was just, you know, my move wasn't as stressful as Raina's, but she was just like, I know you're moving. Like, I'm going to take care of this. Like I'm going to do 100% of the things that need done today. You know, it's not a 50, 50 thing. And that is I think very heavily a woman thing. You mentioned before the, um, that you got a tarot reading. I forget what it was for, yeah. but I'd love to talk about like the, the role that spirituality plays in all of this, like whether some of it's experimental or trend based or something that you've been doing for a long time and you still do it. Um, obviously we're in LA, we, we take part and really believe, and it's been kind of like a, a cornerstone of not only almost 30, but just like in the way we are mm-hmm. humans navigating this and able to like metabolize the bigness of what's happening. Yeah. So I'd love to know more. That experience for me, oh, well, for, and Raina can speak on her uh, religious spiritual background. I need, neither of us are identify as religious. Uh, Not anymore. She changed her name. Anya Kapoor, <laughs> right. actually. She's, a bunch of people let me know. no longer today, a hungry Jew. Today's the most yeah. holy day of the Jewish calendar. <laughs> no. <People. laughs> Did you know that? She said, they were all 2,000. 2,000 of them. They're like, see ya. That's so funny. It was all the Jews. It was an accident. Yeah, literally, they're like, 
I didn't know what was going to happen today. I emailed my friend at Instagram and I didn't uh, know that it, anyways, actually. They do, it when, they do it when you least expect it. Wait, I, that is very funny Dicks. that it, people were like, nope, forget it. We thought forget she's it. not a proud Jew. She left us. Um, <laughs> made a big statement. Anyways, you can take this because it's an interesting story. Well, yeah, I mean, d- as far as religion and spirituality goes, I grew up going to church, Methodist, Christian. My parents were never like super hardcore. They're super liberal and awesome and open. Now they are uh, Unitarian. So they kind of just realize like religion's bullshit. You know, it shouldn't be this exclusive and the who knows what's real. And so they kind of helped start this Unitarian Universalism church in their cool. community. And they're just really big on it. And like, I love the stuff they do. They just had like a blessing of the animals ceremony. And like, no. they just do all this really cool stuff. And it's just more just about being a community and knowing there's a higher power, but no one really knowing what it is. They actually rent space out of a Jewish synagogue. Like there's just whatever. I have a lot of thoughts on religion I'm not going to get into, but as far as spirituality, I obviously think I just live my life on like this whole karma for lack of a better word. Like I just be a good person. Like whatever you do is going to come back to you. Like every single time I do something, I think it's like even a little bit bad. I'm like, well, that'll come back somehow. And I think and vice versa. When you do something good, like I just think you can't get away with being a shitty, selfish person. And like, it just comes back to you. I drop like a bottle cap on the street and don't pick it up. And I'm like, fuck, I'm going to get it. I can't lie. Like it's this whole thing. Like I remember I like kind of ended this thing with this guy in Miami and I left and I felt like an asshole because I kind of left. I just lied to get out of this uh, uncomfortable situation. And I was like, I never lie. I hate this, but I just need to get out of this situation because I didn't, I didn't want to hurt this guy. Whatever. It's a long story. And then I left my phone charger there and I'm like, that was the karma. Yeah. 100. I completely (laughs) had to go buy one. But the tarot reading was a friend of mine. uh, She we've had her on the podcast. She's a great friend of mine and like life coach all around. She is a medium. She can talk to dead people. She does tarot. She's killing it. She's writing a book. Her name's Kelly Knight, her shop in Atlanta and her whole brand is called Modern Mystics. There's a Modern Mystic Tarot. There's a Modern Mystic Shop. She doesn't do readings much anymore because she just did them forever and she tapped out and she does all this other stuff. But to me, tarot, I think is like, just leads you into knowing what you really want. And also I just think she is like psychic and knows everything. So when we did this tarot reading, I like love to share this because we put out, we did, we did relationship stuff too. That was spot fucking on. I was in a really dark place with my ex and everything she said was so spot on. It was like wild. And she was like, this is how he feels about you, but this is how he feels about this other person and blah, blah. I mean, whatever, what it just, it worked out how it worked out. He like, I was not meant to be with him anyway, but we put out. He's put dead. Out, like it worked out how it worked out. He's dead. It worked out. <laughs> dead. He's, yeah. He's engaged the other person. It worked out for him. Great. Wow. Um, and, and Rain and I are killing it. So he, uh, she put out every single thing in my career on like uh, on a card. Cause I had a bunch of stuff going on. I had the bros being basic stuff. I had my stand up. I had a merch store. I had this idea for a podcast. I had an idea for a book. We just like laid it out and she just went through it and everything was right. It was crazy. She was like, the merch store is going to fall by the wayside. She was like, you're going to perform and you're going to be touring, but it's not going to be total straight stand up, which is wild. And then she was like, the podcast is the thing. I can feel it. I know it for sure. I know that you know it. And she's like, and this was in June. I didn't meet Raina for five more months, you know, so, or four more months. So she was like, that's the thing. I see you touring. I see you on a stage. I see you doing all these things. But again, it's not with your just stand up there and telling jokes alone. And I know that's not what you want anyway. And she was like, bros being basic. You'll have it. You'll make money from it. Someone will probably eventually take it over. Like it was just the most, I still have a, a voice recording of it. It was wild. And I think she's a special person. I think she literally is psychic and can know these things. But I think in general, tarot and Rain and I loved the love tarot for the reason of that 
it helps you figure out what you can do and tarot readers can kind of guide you more than like a therapist can because therapists can be such bullshit and they can't tell you what to do and you can be sitting there telling them about the most toxic relationship in your life and they can't tell you to break it off. Like it's just a, you know, legally or whatever. Uh, But that to me, I think all that stuff, I believe in like the universe and what you put out there comes back in and the secret and all that kind of stuff and just being like a good person, not because you think you're going to go to hell. So that was very long-winded. I'm very sorry. But no, anyway, that's no, my I, full I, I agree. And I love Kelly, her friend Kelly. And I think the tarot, one way that she approaches tarot that I like a lot is that she says, you don't have to believe this. Take it with a grain of salt. You know, if this helps to guide you in a certain way or give you peace or calmness in a certain aspect of your life, then great. And if not, then listen and we'll talk. And you don't have to take anything I said for face value. But um, I really enjoyed speaking to our friend Kelly a lot. And I've done tarot readings, mixed feelings about it. I'm not, I mean, I'm not religious at all, but um, her and I also feel very much like we really want to support other people and pay it forward. So we really go out of our way to make sure that like anybody who comes on our show, we promote their comedy shows, their podcasts, and we their live shows. And we're always trying to like put that on our Instagram stories and like share the wealth with others. And that's something that like I really took from Nikki Glazer. You guys are doing her show or she's doing your show tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um and I, when she came on our show, I didn't know her at the time. And she like promoted the shit out of us and was like, these girls are brilliant and amazing. And I was like, oh my God, this is such mm. a famous, successful person that wants to support others. And she did. She doesn't feel like it makes her less famous and successful to rise other people up. Like what mm-hmm. they say, like a high tide rises all boats. All ships. All what? Ships. Yeah. Never heard that. Yeah. Um, I heard it on, it's, it's, a, it's a Southern thing. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's on my chest. It's on my back. <laughs> yeah. It's like my rib cage. <laughs> it's right, on, right by my ass. Lower back. Right. Yeah. But especially because a lot of people on our show are comedians, we really go out of our way to promote their albums, their live shows, their podcasts. And I think that that's a very important thing to do just for other people. So um, I feel like, you know, I check the karma box when I do that. And it's just nice to support others, you know, because I think it comes back around to us. I just don't think you get anywhere or not doing it. I mean, I guess, I don't know. I just think the people that support others are going to always have more success. I'm sure you could find case studies of people that have just been total dicks and are famous now. But I think they like cry themselves to sleep every night. <laughs> I think, you know, I don't think they're happy. Honestly, I think now you can't really get away with it. Like you, you have to support one another in a really genuine way or you're going to get found out, you know, like in our industry because of right. social media. You know what I mean? Everyone yeah. will be like, yo, they're kind of shitty to work with. Like, yeah, they're not really cool. Absolutely. We like, actually, you kind of find out. We read this thing the other day. We're actually interviewing him right after this. His name is Andrew Schultz. He's a comedian that we love. Oh yeah, he's been on a lot of shows lately. He's great. Yeah. He did this Instagram post and it said like, um, it doesn't have to be lonely, to be lonely at, the at the top. It should be surrounded by people that helped you get there. And I really like, I feel very moved by that sentiment. And I think actually the greatest thing about our podcast, other than what we've done for other people, is that this podcast has strengthened my relationship with my parents, my brother, my sister-in-law, my whole family, all my friends. It's been a beautiful way to like reconnect with people around the country that maybe Ashley and I lost touch with. We have reconnected with family members we haven't seen in years, friends from college, high school. And it's been such like a gift for me to be able to like share that with other people. And so, yeah, it should never be lonely. You should always be paying it forward and including people and stuff. Yeah. Um, I think that's really important. How has it helped you connect with them if, if they're not listening? Um, so people that listen, but also yeah, like yeah. we do shows all over the country. So like we were in Portland and I saw like a girlfriend I hadn't seen in five or six oh, years cool. who like went to law school there and stayed there. And so I just, I, there would be no reason for me to go to Portland. I mean, yeah. it's a great city, but I wouldn't have gone there for no reason. So we've reconnected with a lot of people, which has been really yeah. cool. Like college yeah. girlfriends, like just, and also mm. just, like, your family gets together to come out and like support you. Oh. You know, like we just did a show in Raina's hometown of Pittsburgh and like all our friends and family came. Like why else would they all be getting together randomly? Yeah. 
not, that have, doesn't have to do with the holidays or something like that. Mm-hmm. So just, I don't know, just stuff like that. Are you guys, what are you, what's your guys' spirituality? Are you just really like staunchly, spiritual? staunchly religious? <laughs> uh, no, I'm very Catholic. Now that you're a wife, very Catholic. <laughs> I grew up um, in the Midwest, so I grew up in Ohio, and everyone was very Catholic. Mm, Cincinnati, we love Ohio. Oh, yeah, oh, you guys are going to Cleveland. We, we, we just did. Oh yeah, how was, that? How was it? We Sorry, we didn't it. go to Cincinnati. We went to Columbus and Cleveland. And Cleveland was but, good, like, right? Loved it. Loved. A blast. I like have this Ohio shirt. I like wear it all the time. <laughs> we like Pittsburgh. loved it. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> It's, it's a, was like, you're really flexing in the Pittsburgh. It's a dream. Ohio shirt on. That is you? true. Yeah. The Steelers, Steelers, baby. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but you know, um, so I grew up in Ohio, very Catholic, but now I'm just like spiritual and she's the same, you know, in LA, that's kind of like, you're just spiritual. Yeah. But it has played like a really impactful role in, in my life and my relationship and with you too. And it's been really beautiful to like, see it now today, you know, in our podcast and the growth of our community and everything like that. I want to talk about your, like, if you guys do have boundaries with social media and stuff and like how you guys manage and take feedback. What kind of boundaries do you mean? Like with like, I guess with like, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Well, responding to people like with the, with like long messages, (laughs) like people that say stuff to you, like, what do you guys, what is your, depends which one of us you get on the Yeah. Yeah, Literally. Um, it depends on (laughs) her and I have different feelings about it. I think that we react similarly. Um, but if somebody puts us on blast and they write something shitty or horrible on an Instagram feed post, then like, fine, it's open season on you. Like you can't like, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, but like a private DM or a private email. I actually, I don't, I don't necessarily always respond, but I don't hate it as much. If somebody says like, Hey, I'm a fan of the show and I love you girls. This bothered me or yep. upset me. I don't necessarily have to respond to all those yep. because like one sentence I say out of 85 episodes shouldn't offend you that much. I'm like, grow up. Right. It's comedy. I cannot. If people are self-centered. They think it's all about them. I was triggered yeah. by this one thing because of my own life. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Have you ever watched a comedy special or been to a comedy show? What is your life? Yeah. Don't DM us. <laughs> I was offended. It's a. Ju- it's literally you went to the comedy section of, of the podcast and he chose this. Right. What are you doing? Why do dudes get away with Sorry. it more than girls? I don't even get it started. Do you know we talk I mean? about this all the time. Because I'm thinking about like, you know, Especially the, the male comedians today. Yeah. We don't even get us started with the stuff yeah. that men get away with the that women could never. The, the stuff that he says is like, it makes me, I'm like, it's wild. Yeah. Are we like, it's funny as hell, but I'm like, we have a lot of guys on our show. Like Chris Stefano is another comedian. That's oh, also for, they get away. They can I get away with so much. I all the time. If I said that, I would be... I would be like on the burned most, at the, at the hit list. My agent would drop me. My manager, totally. everybody, <laughs> I, but we like all, <laughs> whatever. It's the five percent of people that are yelling the loudest. It's not mm-hmm. the majority. We did this thing where we had this joke on our podcast about miscarriages. It wasn't. It would. It was Joe. We'd have a great comedian on. He was joking around with Raina, and we, it was not. We got some DMs about it. And then the next week, I just felt the need to do a PSA. Like, hey, guys, we don't think miscarriages are funny or anything, but we make jokes because this is comedy and like whatever. And the overwhelming response was, thank you for saying that. People are too offended. But of course, we got a couple DMs, but it's it's not the majority. And I think it's just the people that are that are that have too much time on their hands. And I think also people don't understand comedy. Like I didn't, I wasn't going to comedy shows in my early twenties. And so I think if you grew up in this more woke, uh, generation and you just don't really understand, I think you might be more easily offended. You don't under, you don't, this sounds so, I hate to sound so condescending, but you actually don't understand that these are 
jokes, I guess. Yeah. And that's something we want to talk with Andrew Schultz about today because he's like the king of like, fuck this cancel culture. You know, this is ruining comedy. Like this is just, it's comedy. Mm-hmm. We try to make it clear also everything we say, we're just talking about ourselves. Ashley doesn't want to have kids. That Ashley's not telling other people to not have kids. She's mm-hmm. saying, this is my life and my choice and my body. This is my decision. I think it's stupid. It's not stupid for you. Mm-hmm. Like I, I honestly like have mixed feelings about marriage and weddings and spending that kind of money. I don't, if that's your dream, yes. it's your dream, but it's not my fucking dream. Well, and I, th- I think as far as like the don't feed the trolls, like I try so hard. Like I just, if you write something nasty to me on my own Instagram, like I'm still at the point where there's not so many that I, I still read the comments, but like I'll delete it. I don't need this kind of negativity or I'll clap back and I'll get a bunch of likes. Cause I feel like it, like this girl the other night wrote on my post so unnecessary that like I should not have a middle part. Like I should try it. Like I have a picture with two girlfriends huh? and she, my two girlfriends had like clear, really deep side parts. And she was like, Ashley, maybe you should take, take the tip from your friends and like not wear the middle part. And I wrote back something like I just wrote, I'm good. And no one asked. And it got like, <laughs> it got a hundred likes. And I just was, I just, I'll do it just to show you that like, you look like an asshole and she did delete it eventually oh, later in the night. Oh, but I usually am just like, if it's something really mean, like some man typically yeah. that's just jealous or somebody that is an actual troll with zero posts. Like sometimes I'll click on that. I'm like, Oh, you have zero posts. You're just on Instagram to troll yeah. people. I'll just delete it. Cause you don't, it's my own page. Yep. It hasn't happened in a really long time for us. I think I can't even recall the last time somebody DM'd us and said like this bothered me. Cause I think we've made it very clear. Like we try to be a friend to all women. We want to uplift everybody and empower everybody. If you don't like the show, no effect. Don't listen. You know, that's it. <laughs> it's, it's your own prerogative to turn on our show or not turn it on. And we love our community. We read our DMS and respond to all of our DMS. We'd sit around crying all day long about our emails and our DMS we love the people who listen to the show and we don't ever want to make anybody feel personally attacked. But if you feel personally attacked, you should ask yourself why you take this so personal because it's not personal. And if you hate the show, like people will just go, I mean, I don't read the iTunes reviews. I would never, I'm done. I did that at the beginning. I'm done. But like people will just talk about how much they like hate me specifically or Raina. And it's like, then don't listen. Right. Of course I'm not for everybody and neither are you guys or anybody in this room. So it's like, I just don't understand it. Like you, you can't stand the voice or the stance or the tone of one half of the podcast. Then literally just don't listen to it. The fact that they took more time to write that review than to look for another podcast is very interesting. (laughs) Right. I mean, there's a billion two female podcasts like yours that they could listen to instead. (laughs) Never heard. There are. (laughs) Um, Yeah, completely. That that's inspiring to us. But I think at the end of the day, like, I love our audience more than anything. It's these few people that yeah. are so self-centered that think it's that we're like catering to them personally in some way. It's a bizarre way to think. And I think it's a little, it's, it's just immature. Yeah. That's not even, I mean, it's, I'm so, I think I'm so amazed that it's okay for us. It's been like, you know, you've made a joke about, I made a joke about Asians having small penises, whatever it's, if it's about, <laughs> <laughs> If it's the, about- new meme, the new meme going around is like that skinny guys have the biggest dicks. I fucked a skinny guy all summer. He no, we we both nice did. We, we, yeah. Guys, they were right so dead. skinny. It's really true. So tall, especially like, and tall we need to have a tall skinny guys talk have about huge uh-huh. dongers. Like they just are like <laughs> swinging back and forth. Completely <laughs> like, like when, when we, did you guys ever do the man filter, the Snapchat? Obviously yes. I look just like my brother. This, crazy. My gay, one of my gay guy friends was like, you look like a 
six four dude with a huge dick. Like he was like, you look like a tall skinny guy with a big dick. And they all do. Um, but what I was going to say is, yes, we try to not make jokes about religion, race, ethnicity, or- sex, gender, things like that. And I, I've had a couple hard lessons where people have messaged yeah. and said, you know, you said this thing and it's really not that funny. And I've had to say to myself, okay, maybe there are some things that are funny amongst my girlfriends between me and Ashley privately. And I shouldn't, because I have a voice now and I, I do have an audience. And so yeah, there's some jokes I know that I can't make on the show and I'm fine with that. I don't feel like anybody's taking anything away from me. I think about what I say and like sometimes I don't even realize it. Like I made a joke that Annie Ann's is the worst thing you can put in your body last week and Auntie Ann's reached out to us this morning oh. and was like, actually we are really good for you and we use whole wheat. And I was like, Jesus Christ. No way. You want a sponsor? <laughs> listening. But the thing about the entitled millennials just to speak to that, like that's like, it's insane that people get so offended. Like I think that, you know, it's like a white person that a black person is telling them like, Hey, you have white privilege and they freak out. Why don't you just reflect and think maybe I do. And maybe this black person isn't overreacting because they've been oppressed. Maybe I should actually self-reflect and wonder if I do. And if I actually don't, then I shouldn't be offended by the statement. Like it is people just, it blows my mind. It, it, It absolutely blows my mind that people get so offended and they're like, I'm not this thing you said I was, then why are you offended? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe a little self-reflection would do you some good. Peace totally. Love. <laughs> <Peace> <laughs> <and> love. <laughs> um, I'd love to, uh, last kind of topic for me, but I'd love to switch to sex. Let's I'd love talk to about switch sex. to yeah. just kind of like, you know, especially like in our thirties, I feel like we know and feel our bodies in a different way. Like in my twenties, I was like reckless in the best way. And now I'm a bit more self-aware, which also makes sex interesting, you know? And so I'd love to know kind of any, any stories recently or any maybe rules you have for yourself as you navigate dating life. I've recently set up a no sex until we're exclusive role for now. Okay. I don't know if that'll work, but I'm just kind of curious what's going on. We, in terms of like when to have sex with somebody that we did an episode really early on. And I love this like stance that we both take, which is like, do we want like have sex with who you want, when you want. And you shouldn't like, we talk about this a lot. You shouldn't use sex as like a weapon and you know, withholding sex won't make somebody be your boyfriend and having sex with somebody won't make them not be your boyfriend. And you should do whatever you're comfortable with. There's nothing wrong with waiting either. If you feel like you want to wait, like having that like build up and that excitement is great and you should wait. And that's sort of my stance on it. I've I've had a one night stand with somebody I ended up dating for years. So there's no rules. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, we. Uh, I think one of the things that you learn in your 30s or like late 20s that we talk about all the time is like there's no harm in waiting. I'm not talking like months and months. Like I'm you know out here yeah. like being Christian or whatever. Like I'm just saying like n- no offense to the Christians. You know what I'm talking about. Like <laughs> I'm not out here waiting till marriage. Gotta say it. <laughs> um, or like for religious reasons. Like it's not any sort of conservative prudish thing. It's just like what is the rush? You know and like we've had Tank Sinatra on this past week on our latest episode where he's like the longer you wait the hotter it's going to be. And I think one thing that the mistake I made in my 20s and then we, we say this whenever we get the opportunity is like, you do not have to have sex with someone. Like when you were younger, you just did. Cause like I'm here and I, what am I going to do? Like, I'm, I don't want to blow this guy and hand jobs aren't cool. And we're laying next to each other and like our clothes have come off, go to bed or leave or dry hump or make out or get an Uber. Like you just don't have to have sex. And I think there's, you know, there's pressure that's, you know, 
whatever that's considered rape or assault, but there's also just feeling pressure that, that you're just there and what else do I do? And you just don't have to just, you can just leave. Like, I think I didn't realize and Jared Fried is another guy that we love. Come on. Like he, it really opened my eyes on him. One of his podcasts where he was talking about going out with this girl and they'd been on a few dates. And at the end of the dates, they were having these hot and heavy makeouts. And he was like, this was great with me. Like, yeah, I don't want to be doing this six months down the road or even really six more dates down the road. But like this first few dates were hot and heavy. We're making out. I'm going home. I'm thinking about that. I'm turned on by it. Like you don't have to feel pressure to have sex like literally ever. And so I love that you set this new role for yourself. Nikki Glaser, you guys should talk to, with her about this. She has the same stance. Like she's like, unless I am like soaking wet down there and juiced up and want to fuck you, I'm not going to fuck you. Like make me want it. Cause otherwise, what is the point? Well, we've also had plenty of sex in our life. Like I'm not, I, I've fucked a lot of guys same. <laughs> I, I, a lot of times. And so I'm not like so hard up to get fucked. I mean, some days, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but like I don't speak for yourself yeah you want to fuck later um, we'll fuck Andrew Schultz when we go to your apartment oh, can't wait <laughs> but yeah I mean I just I do what I want to do if I'm feeling it and I'm excited and there's chemistry I'll fuck you if I feel like it but I also know if there's chemistry today there will be chemistry three dates in also there's just no like take Sinatra I love what he said he was like you'll never get this time back yep so like yeah just drag it out for now. And I, I mean, I'll masturbate to a makeout session. Totally. so hot. Yeah. Like I still, it's so crazy. I had this thing in LA when we were there doing our shows. I still think about it all the time. I had this build up with this guy all week and then we like had this hot and heavy car makeout. It was a whole thing. I like, think about it all the time. Like I just, I don't know if that was actually the question you were asking us, but that's, <laughs> no, that's yeah. our stance yeah, now. I want it more. Oh, yeah, you're asking you know. about sex in our 30s. Oh, well, yeah, I, I you just think, know what you want. You're yeah. your body and what gets you off. And I'm way more vocal. And I'll just tell... And like, it's not in a crazy dominatrix way, but I'll like talk more. And I mean, that's like one, the one thing that's changed for me the most is just like... I realized at some point along the line that I love dirty talk. Damn, you know, me too. Even if it's me and my, even if it's me and my... my I'm the only one really doing Same. it. And I'm yeah. only getting a little bit of response. I don't... But I just like... So now I'll do it night one. Like it's what I like. It's what gets me off. Well, why not do it? And you just you just become more confident. I don't know what you guys think. I mean, you're a wife now, so you're not on the streets. But um, I feel like sex has gotten better. And I don't know if it's just because I'm better at asking, but I feel like because of so many podcasts normalizing sex today and so yeah. many things just out there in the world normalizing sex that like men are so much more excited to go down on you, give you an orgasm, like make sure that you get yours also. And I mean, maybe it's because I wasn't asking for those things in my early 20s and I didn't know how to, but like I didn't, guys weren't just like dying to give you an orgasm. I mean, they said that they were, but they weren't doing like the work to do it, you know? And I feel like every guy I sleep with, like every guy I've slept with this year has been like, I want to make sure you get up. I want to go down on you. Like I want to do things to make you feel good. And I feel like guys have gotten a little better. I agree. And I, I think hope. also with age, like I, I think back to like early twenties and guys that I was having sex with and like dating around. And it's like, they're, everything happened so quickly, meaning like they almost didn't want to spend too much time, even though they wanted the sex so bad, they didn't want to spend too much time doing it because there could be too much for us to reflect on. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I just felt like it happened so fast. Like it was like, and you're like laying there like, oh my God, just what? Happened. What? Is everything this okay? Is so unfair to me. <laughs> but you're like, I should like this, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I do think like as men get older, it gets a little bit more present and slower in a way, depending on what's going on with them. But yeah, I, I don't know. There's something to them having being more mature and 
um, being more in tune with our needs. I think they just get hip to the fact that like, they're really not going to get off completely if we're not turned on. Cause part of their turn on is us being turned on. Yeah. So if we're just kind of like laying there, you know, and just a guy, it's a, it's, I mean, there's probably, you know, 35 year old, 40 year old men that are, that don't care about pleasuring a woman. I mean, I'm, but it's, and then there's 26 year old guys that we fuck this summer that no, I mean, it's just like, really, it's, it's, a, it's a, it's a personal thing. Yeah. Like, I think that a guy at 24 or whatever age can be like, I want to learn how to please a woman. And so they start asking around or they Google or they figure it out. And then there's some men that have never had that thought in their life. So I think it can be a personal thing. <laughs> Like there's some men that are roaming these streets, 37 years old, that don't know what to do with a woman and they don't care. Yeah. You know, that's how hot you are. Yeah. You know, the guy. Depending on yeah. how the guy is. So, yeah. 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 How hard they have to work. That's true. Like, yeah, it's always just like never had to work that hard at anything. Like it might not be the best in bed. Yeah. Um, it may not be a giver. That guy. So I, that guy that's my neighbor. Um, is he, is he like, fine? Is he what? Is he fine? He's fine. Yeah. And yeah. he's bad at sex. It's just, I mean, it just happened and it was over. I mean, yeah. it was just like, oh, you finished? Like, I did I even need to be here? Yo, or am I just like a dead silent for you? Like, can I say cum dumpster no, on like, your show? Yeah, literally. <laughs> Whenever they finish fast like that, they're always like, haha. Like, it's kind of like laughing. You're like, what? <laughs> you're like, like, like yeah, a fuck boy. Is this you're over? Like, oh, this yeah, is so crazy. Like, this is over. Yeah. And, and like, what? Dead silent. Dead silent. No like, expression. Like, just didn't like go down on me. No dirty talk. Like, he just like barreled inside of me and like, the all the times we've had sex and uh, whatever he's there okay I just I do know. it yeah there it's uh, right down the dick is right downstairs but he's open he's a little like, older maybe. he's forty two so Whoa. like yeah maybe or not that much older than me Whoa. just like twenty years he age. should know better yeah yeah, oh, yeah. Should know he should know be better at this yeah. no not better at this but I think you're right the access to information for guys now if I think about like Gen Z is like so much more fluid with things. So their understanding of women and our anatomy and like the fact that we deserve to be pleasured and we deserve to have orgasm too is like so much more there than we were young. Cause I was thinking like, I have so much compassion for like the girl when you're younger and you're just like, okay, what do we do now? Cause you're like, you never think that you're like worth it to be like cool enough to like hang out with them or like stimulate them mentally. So you're like, okay, I guess here we are naked and like, what do we do? Right. And you, you know, you value in sex. And yes. It's fucked up thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and then we, t- we had an episode about porn where we're just like, porn is also fucking these guys up. So yeah. then it's like, there, it goes both ways. It's like, they have more access, but if they have access to porn, then they think that's what sex is. And that's not what sex is. I know. Like Cause you guys had a director on, right? Yeah. yeah Ashley found her. She was great. She does like Erica really, Lust is yeah. her name. Yeah. Like ethical porn. So they want to make sure that everybody's like treated well and they don't do any themes of like rape, incest. I mean, if, that's what people are into. That's fine. That's just not what she does. Well, it's geared um, towards women. Yeah, it's geared towards women. The whole the whole thing is like women yeah. centered. Yeah. What what women like? She takes what women write in their fantasies and creates them into these like short films. Wow, it's very hot. Yeah. She has this web's ex confessions. You like read the stuff people send in. It's very masturbation worthy as well. No way. It's great. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. My my last thing I want to talk about. You guys did some uh like you guys talked about like toxic person breakup and like friendship breakups. I kind of want to get into that because a lot of girls within our community they have that situation where they have a friend that they feel like is toxic or they feel like maybe a girl from college or high school that they've been hanging out with they maybe need to let go of or maybe from work or something like that. What was like the advice that you guys gave for that? 
We tried to divide it into two things. You know, have you have you drifted apart because you're in different lifestyles right now? You know, certainly in your 20s and into your early 30s, people become mothers and wives. And if you're not, you might feel just excluded from that community. And you get it. I, yeah. I literally get it. Yeah, no, like, I actually get you're it. You're not even like, friends with anybody anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm triggered and I get it. <laughs> Honestly, you're like, you get it. You're like, you get engaged and then like, sure. no, what's the fucking hang out with you? And you're like sitting in the corner. And it's like kind of weird. Ew, you're a wife. Ew. <laughs> Honestly. Are we going to have a live friendship breakup with you guys Honestly. right now? <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. You're like, well, so what should we do later, guys? I just had to like roast your engagement as much. Please. Yeah. It's so fresh. So. It's too fresh. <laughs> this is the only time you're going to get made fun of for successfully <laughs> closing this deal. <laughs> <laughs> like, ew, you're so stupid. Um, and then the other, you know, we broke down is, you know, is this just somebody that is a toxic force in your life? You know, when they text you, do you feel stressed out? When you're out with them, do you feel uncomfortable and anxious? Is it always just like a situation you don't want to be in and I think the hardest thing is when that person is involved in your friend group and you're like I have to see this person all the time and we talked about it a lot and we talked about like when we've sort of broken up with people and I mean how I've done it in the past is just to be really honest here's my boundaries here's the barriers that I have here's how you cross them and you can't be a part of my life and I wish you well and I don't remember exactly like well what I else think we said th- I mean yeah we did that's good it's it's we we spent it long a deep dive on it so there's obviously different ways of I guess going about it but I think my main thing that I like to hammer home is like you don't have to miss this person and you're not a bad person because you don't want them in your life because I had a friend break up with a friend that I'd been friends with for over a decade that like was like family I was in her wedding and like I mean. I don't need to tell the whole story. She basically like, she weirdly attacked me on social media, totally unprovoked and then never apologized. And she insulted me and all these things. But I just was like, this relationship's over. And like, I'm not sad about it. And not a day goes by that I miss this person. And I've had friendship breakups, not not a ton. I had one other one that I do kind of miss her. And if I write into her again, I think we could totally bury the hatchet. But this one, I my thing that I hammered home in that episode was like, you're not a bad person because you don't want to be friends with your long-term friend. Or I think people get caught in this like, but we've been friends for so long. Who cares? Like, and that's not to say that time and having a history with somebody isn't important by any stretch, but if you really genuinely feel like this person is not serving you anymore, you can just break up. Friendships just run their course. And I have had friends, and that's coming from somebody that has had my best friend is from high school. Like I value long-term friendships. I'm not this like person that people are disposable. I've had long, I've seen my college girlfriends. We're still all close. Like I value long-term friendships, but I also think that there's a point where a friendship is not serving you anymore. It can run its course and you don't have to feel like a bad person because you don't care. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. And I think that sometimes you can break up with somebody and come back together. Like I actually reconciled with a friend of mine this mm-hmm. weekend. Yeah. And I, she's not a bad person. I don't hate her. She just, she did some stuff. We had a falling out. I did not like her behavior. And she spent a lot of time thinking about the years, like two years I haven't talked to her. And she really made the effort. She reached out. She apologized to me. She said, I see what I did wrong. Can I see you? I'd love to see you. And I thought that was a great way to go about it. You know, she said, I'm sorry, I did this. And I I am not a a demon. I'm happy to listen to those things. And and then you kind of, I, I think that we're always sort of putting together like a, a whiteboard of people's behavior and like everybody, everything they do just goes on the board, you know? And it's like, your behavior is just noted. And sometimes I put enough things on that board and I'm like, you, you can't be in my life. I've, I've put mm. together a profile. I've like taken notes and like, you can't be here anymore, but like other people, they change and they evolve and you move on. Yeah. You know? And I think people, you know, maybe grew up differently and they were kind of raised or they always had these ideals of like, you know, I'm going to 
get married in my early 20s and then my best girlfriends will be my sorority sisters from college. And like, I don't really know otherwise, which is no fault of their own. Maybe it's their mom or their family or whatever. But I mean, I met Raina two years ago. <laughs> like she's my like life partner. She's like family. She's like my best friend. Like we met two years ago, like in our, well into our 30s. Well, not well, but you know, we're in our 30s. But you know, my mom <laughs> met one of her best friends after she was married with two children, like at their teachers, like at their school. Like, I think that you just never stop making friends. So you, I think it's some women when they're young and they can't see past the fact that like my college friends aren't going to be my best friends forever. And they really still might be, but the best friends you make are like the ones that are in your same place in life when you're like a full blown adult. Completely agree. But like, if I can give somebody, if somebody is treating you like shit and making you feel upset, First step I would say is what am I doing to provoke this? But if you genuinely feel like I have done nothing, then fuck that person. That person's Mm -hmm. not a part of your life anymore and you shouldn't feel bad about that at all. Yeah. And if I always think like a good litmus test is like, am I a person that has maintained all of the other relationships in my life? Mm -hmm. Is this a person who has problems with other people in their life all the time? If that's the case, then like it probably is them and it probably isn't you. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing to ask yourself in these situations. Yeah. Like who's the common denominator here? Yeah. Yeah. I always think about that with like guy relationships and and girls as friends. I'm like, okay, what are your friend situation like? Always. Like not that you need to have, you need, you don't need to be best friends with everyone you went to grade school with and middle school and high school, but you need to have like a robust, rich friendship set of people that mean a lot to you because that shows like your true colors. Uh, yeah. Like somebody, in, I mean, it's fun to like, kind of sometimes get like rolled around in the mud and talk shit with oh. somebody that is like a girl drama type of girl. Mm-hmm. But like, if that's not going to be your close friend, yeah, no, no. It's right when I first started vetting Reina to be my life partner. Like I was just like, she, I'm meeting her friends. You were yeah, testing she, her. She, I was like listening to her talk about her friendships. Yo, 100%. I'm like, let me just feel this girl out. That's what like, I do too. Long term friendships. Is she friends with girls from college from her twenties? Like what's her family like? You know, it's just, it's a huge red flag. Huge. If I hear a girl, I've said, I was had it the other day. I had a friend who was like talking really poorly of like someone like, And I just was like so bothered by it. I was like, oh, I don't really want to be around that. You know, like I don't really want to hear that. I don't really want to be around that. And I don't want to be friends with someone that immediately, especially when you first meet them, if they're talking shit about people. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Look out for that girl. We, I mean, Ashley and I have had some situations like that where we're like, why would a person that you don't really know that well walk into a room and immediately start talking shit on somebody <laughs> Completely. else? Completely. Right. And like, you should just always be, and I like that you said that too. And I say people about Ashley, like she has so many lifelong friends and I love that about her. And it does make me think like, okay, I can trust this person. Yeah. I mean, by the grace of God, our business relationship worked out, but that is a good litmus test. Yeah. And like, also like look at what's happening in other people's lives. And we had a friend, this guy, and he had a falling out about a year ago with somebody else. And he was saying to me that the person he had the falling out with said to him, you always do this with people. And this is why you don't have all these close friends. And he's relaying this to me. And I told Ashley and I was like, let's just take note of this. And sure enough, like he did something really shitty to us, not far down the road. And I just think that like, if somebody says that there's a pattern, there's probably a pattern. Yeah. Like when people tell you who they are, listen, Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, you're not the exception to the rule. Like it's very rare that this person has done this other thing to all the other people in their life and they're not going to do it to you. They are hundred percent going to yeah. do it to you. Mm-hmm. Maybe not tomorrow, but they will. That's mm-hmm. who they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just be careful. And that doesn't mean people can't change or grow up, but like, I totally yeah. agree. Like, yeah, my mom's been telling me that my whole life and I'm bad at learning that lesson. Um, you know, just view how other people are being treated by that person and, you know, just protect yourself accordingly. And I think in my 
older ages. Now I've mm-hmm. gotten better at that, but I agree. Yeah. I just, just take note. That's mm-hmm. all. Put it on your board. <laughs> you're like, your vision board is all shit on people. You're like, that one time. <laughs> and that's not to say that you're we, like, well, we don't like the beautiful vision board. <laughs> we we <laughs> love talking shit. I'm the pettiest person alive. But I'm just not doing it with strangers of or people that I'm casually not. acquainted with. Yeah. Of course not. You, know, you should know who you can Because then it's like unprovoked. Like, I need to, if I'm saying something about someone, it's provoked by something, a situation that I need to like express and get it off my chest. If it's like a stranger, it's like, what's provoking that? You're just like a mean person and you right. want that to be how we get along yeah you know right, what i mean exactly that's how people bond i mean they yeah. don't have a lot of other content in their life so exactly. it's like it's a thing it's like oh you don't really have much else going on besides this petty drama so that's what you have to yeah discuss. yeah get some better content get some better content talk about us literally, literally. About podcast. literally. <laughs> yeah where can our lovely community connect with you tell us about we're gonna when's like tour starting november um we should still you guys mean when's this come out Pro- november. November. november so i mean we do have shows they the at this point, probably the only one that's there's tickets left for is New Orleans. Cool. So if you guys have an inkling to go to New Orleans, uh, Chicago was unfortunately sold out. Yeah, yeah. New York shows. Um, St. Louis that week also. Yeah. So sold out. But, but New Orleans, and then we'll start Nor- again in twenty. Nola baby, and perfect. Huh? Said Nola baby. I know. Yeah. Uh, so- um. But yeah, this is out in November, so we. I don't know if we have tickets still available, but um, the Wilbur in Boston and the Lincoln mm-hmm. Theater in DC in January, mm-hmm. um, and then hopefully um, some California stuff in February Ooh, in LA. Wait. Can't that's wait. Plan and Perfect. that. Yeah. We, we, we. I don't know. It's hard to. In a couple of weeks, we may have that ready to go. But that's the plan to come to 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 the West Coast in February. Perfect. We'll put it in our show notes and stuff yeah. too. Thanks, and just girls. girls gotta eat podcast on Instagram. Uh, I'm Ash Hess on Instagram. Raina is Raina.Greenberg as of today. Oh. And um, <laughs> girlsgotepodcast.com for perfect all of our stuff. All right. Thank you so much. This is great. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, guys. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much to Ashley and Raina. You can listen to their podcast everywhere you can listen to podcasts. It's called Girls Gotta eat. Uh, and we can't wait to see you at our live show December 7th in LA. Special guest is Shan Boudram. She is the author of The Game of Desire. She's a sexologist. It's going to be Juicy Juice and we have a special surprise for y'all. Yeah, so. the special surprise is makes me feel really good about life. Yeah, I'm fucking pumped about it. We've gotten a lot of signs about it this week, which has been amazing. Mm-hmm. So almost30podcast.com slash tour for those tickets. Bring your friends. Come alone. We are here for you. Miami is happening December 12th with Nikki Novo. She is an intuitive psychic. She's been one of our audience's favorite. So that's going to be amazing. Tickets on our website. Podcast Bro is relaunching in January. We will help you get the business podcast of your dreams. Mm-hmm. Your podcast pro. Dot com. I'm at, it's Krista on Instagram. I'm at Lindsay Simsek. Can't wait to chat. <laughs> Peace and love. I don't know, man. I love y'all. Bye.